Welcome back to Big Mama Hex podcast. Today we're sitting with we're sitting down with a very good friend, um, Mandy Richardson. Uh, not good friend as in we see each other often, but a good friend as in we have a lot in common and we're like kindred spirits, I would say. And Mandy Richardson um, used to work at the Pennsylvania German Cultural Heritage Center and was definitely the first person to have us vend an event in Berks County because we were having a hard time. Um, uh, I don't know how you would say it, getting in uh, to the events. It was a little tricky when we were our Philadelphian selves. So we always hold a special place in our heart for you, Mandy, for allowing us the opportunity and inviting us and welcoming us so so kindly to the Heritage Center. Um, and so thank you so much for being with us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, it was great to have you there. Um, one of the things I was looking to do when I started uh, doing the events there was to just get the entire community involved. Um, uh, anyone who just loved and practiced Deitch culture, um, I, I just wanted the whole community to be a part of it because it was something that um, was becoming a little bit stagnant for some people. You know, there was... Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> There was an age gap for real. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of us um, in kind of like our age group weren't seeing people like us at, at events mm-hmm. like this. And that was one of the biggest things that I wanted to to bring to it is, um, you know, a sense of community in a sense that, you know, um, the culture was still alive with our generation mm-hmm. um, and was mm-hmm. still going. Uh, it just looked a little different. I love that. That's very, very cool. I remember feeling really good about the events there and really, really enjoying it and feeling very welcomed. And you guys did a great job. Um, just And I, I wasn't around the Heritage Center before uh, we started vending it, which I guess was, let me think, our first time visiting with me was when my daughter was like two months old. It was Christmas on the farm and she was born in 2013. No, she was born in 2012. So. <laughs> okay. So it was 2012, Christmas on the Farm, first time I saw Belsnickel. Okay. And I always say that that inspired, you know, Patrick knows he inspired my work, but um, just the whole ambiance and the whole experience was really, really nice. Um, it was such a cool, you guys were doing a really great job. You were in charge of the events at that time, like organizing and stuff. And, yeah. and I really loved and as a teacher, I really loved there was a lot of learning going on. We were still living in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> um, I said to my husband, I was like, we just need to move out there because it was just such a great feeling to be in the area where all of our ancestors are. And he grew up around here, but I am part of the diaspora. So I was really excited to come back kind of like to the homeland, as they call it, because the family's been here for so long. I had no idea. I grew up so close, but I didn't know. So through the Heritage Center and your work and Patrick's work, I really got to connect a lot of those dots for myself. So I thank you for all the work you've done and the gifts you guys have given us in um, in all of the events and all of the wonderful volunteers and vendors we got to meet. I mean, it was it's an incredible group of people that um, are are the uh, regulars, you know? Yeah. Like Barb Esterly, I met through them. You, through you guys, Terry Berger, um, the Vargins, you know, yeah. all kinds of just amazing people. So, yeah. Um, I, I honestly, that's one of the things that I miss the most, um, after I left, uh, you know, I stayed in contact with a few people. Um, but gosh, I miss them. They were, they were like my right hand. Um, anytime I needed anything to, 
to be done in the office, even if it was like putting stamps on envelopes, like they were there Um, and they were there in an instant too. Like they Mm -hmm. would drop what they were doing to help me out. Um, So it was, it was really great. And I do miss that. Um, Yeah. And Charlie too. I forgot Charlie. Yes. Yeah. So great. I just adore her. Yeah. She would come anytime because she just, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just down the road. Uh, Yeah. She would just show up anytime if I was like, Charlie, I need, you know, some silly thing. She's like, I'll be right there. <laughs> it was great. Um, and then, you know, Fridays were always my day to um, kind of take a break from my office work. And I would go over um, and sit with her and uh, Doris and Charlie Glick in the library. Um, and we would just chat for hours oh, about, wow. um, you know, growing up in the area and uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I do miss that so much. <laughs> yeah, it must be kind of a fun place to work in those ways, you know, just to be, I mean, I always say, like, when we moved here, we were immersed in the culture. And I guess working there, it would be similar in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little bit about your background, Mandy, um, we'll get into where you grew up, but I'm really interested in how you ended up at the Heritage Center, probably through the studies that you were I'm pursuing at Kutztown. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So um, it's partly through the studies I was doing, but um, the first time I went to the Heritage Center, it was my freshman year. (laughs) And I had just like had this memory of my guidance counselor at Oli. And he said, oh, you're going to Kutztown. You know what? I think you'll love it there because they have a small farm museum. And like at the time, wasn't thinking about it. Um, and then I, I had a four-hour break between classes <laughs> as a commuter student. <laughs> a and break. I was like, what do I do? So I started driving around campus and I pulled up to the Heritage Center and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is what he was talking about. Um, and I went in and um, Patty was there and the librarian... Um, Anna, I think was her name. Um, and they just recruited me. <laughs> they were like, Hey, actually, you know, we could use someone to do, you know, this, that, and the other. So, um, I started volunteering there, uh, just doing, you know, the kind of things like we were just talking about that was, you know, stapling packets for classes and, um, you know, prepping rooms for tours and that kind of thing. Um, because it was a great way to fill up four hours worth of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then through there, I, I started meeting a lot of people and um, I decided to switch majors. Um, so I had been going for secondary ed history. I, was, I wanted to be a high school history teacher. And um, I just I realized teaching was not for me. Mm not for that age group. Um, so I switched to writing and Pennsylvania German studies as a major, um, which it, it wasn't set up to be a major program. Um, I actually had to build it. So I worked with, uh, John Delaney, um, to kind of build out, uh, the, the course requirements, um, to make it into a major, um, and it was myself and I think one person, uh, one other person, and maybe there might have been a third person um, that that has the the degree. Um, but I think we were we were it. That was it. Um, wow. 
but yeah, from there, um, I mean, the Heritage Center just couldn't get rid of me. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, then I started, I did, I did an internship there. I did an internship with the Pennsylvania German Society when it was still, I don't know if you remember that, but they were in the first log cabin. They had their offices there. Um, I don't think I was around for that, but just hearing that, you know, there's all kinds of connotations with, I wonder who was um, in charge at the time, because now it's sort of become this thing that you can't access very easily. Yeah, um, it was, I was there when it was um, Dr. Velisca. Okay. Um, He was, I believe he was the president and then um, Dr. Donner as well. um, Oh, I didn't know they were involved. He was, he, I'm not sure if he still is, but he was the editor-in-chief of Dereaboa, the publication that came out. And so um, I, part of my job was I did the newsletter, um, uh, S. Elvedrich, it was, Mm -hmm. and um, I helped edit Dereaboa with Dr. Donner. Um, That's awesome. So that was, that was a lot of fun and it was a good crew then. Um, I actually received the Dave Valeska scholarship um, to uh, to continue my my work there and my studies into the culture. Um, and then when my internship was over, the center was like, "Listen, you, we need you to stick around." <laughs> so um, so they gave me like a paid student position, and that was about that was in like two thousand eight. Oh, um, wow. And then. Uh, right after graduation, I went full time. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So I was there, yeah, from 2006 until 2016 when I, when I left the area. So, wow, that's incredible, Mandy. It's awesome. I had no idea that the, well, I didn't know the German society was over there. And I also didn't know that um, you and Bill Donner were involved because we have a bunch of those that we have looked into for um, research and stuff. Now, what was I going to ask you? So I guess you learned Pennsylvania Dutch during your time at Kutztown? I did. I took the courses. Um, they uh, actually, at the time, that's how I met um, uh, Rob. Um, <laughs> he he was the teacher of the dialect oh, wow. courses at the time. Um, I think um, it was it was funny because I knew Ed Quinter um, because mm-hmm. I used to you know set up the stuff for his classes. Um, uh, but he was on sabbatical that year. So I actually, um, I had, uh, Rob Schreiber teach the course. Um, and it was really interesting for me because <laughs> I was also taking German at the same time. Oh, no. oh my goodness. <laughs> and I kept, oh, bless his heart. My German teacher, um, <laughs> he, was he also was studying Pennsylvania Dutch so he knew the crossover and um there were a couple of times I remember one time in particular he was asking about like okay class like let's go over the vocabulary you know here what's the word for Christmas and I shot up out of my chair and I was like Grish dog and everyone was like no it's not <laughs> like oh no um <laughs> So it was, it was a bit of a challenge to try to do. Oh my gosh, I'm sure. <laughs> Did you go into it with any um, experience of the language, like having known it or people in your family probably spoke it, but did you know anything ahead of time? Not like a really. Layup? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, um, 
I certainly had the accent going on, um, but uh, nobody in my immediate family um, actually knew the language. My mom and dad both told me, though, that when they were kids, Mm-hmm. We were sent to remedial language courses because their accent was so thick. Um, wow. <laughs> so, I bet. Um, I think just a point that I don't think that's fair. Um, no, it's part of the erasure of of why people were thinking that the yeah. culture was declining. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, they they didn't speak the language. Uh, my mom spoke a bit of German, but that was taught in school. Um, but my grandparents on both sides, um, did speak a little bit. Um, and, uh, I especially learned from my grandfather on my dad's side, um, all the, the, the cuss words that I wasn't supposed (laughs) to understand. (laughs) (laughs) And what's your favorite one? Oh, I don't know if I should say it. Might have been different, right? Not as harsh. Yeah, it well my f- yes. My favorite <laughs> was it was a string of them. It would it's like if if he were, you know, working on something and it wasn't going right, you would just hear coming from downstairs, I don't have it on side and <laughs> it's like slamming things. So it's like, oh my god. <laughs> My grandmother had one, and I asked um, Keith Brinsenhoff, who was my Pennsylvania Dutch teacher at, like, uh, the Running Heritage Center. It was, like, Goten Himmel Muckinaw, and he couldn't figure out. He's like, I have no idea. And I was like, well, I have no idea. You're supposed to know, Keith. Right. But he, I think he figured it was, like, Goten Himmel, Goten Himmel and then Nuckamaw. But, like, my family just made it Muckinaw, Nuckamaw. Isn't that, like, oh, okay. a nothing, like, yeah. God in heaven, you jackass or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Kind of, yeah. So my like good for nothing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like a good for nothing, yeah. Um, so that's so interesting about your parents though, because my grandmother, and now I don't know where you grew up, but I heard you say Oli High School. My grandmother from Oli, when she went to college, they put her in a speech clinic as well. And they were forced, you know, it was her first language, forced not to speak it in public school. And and I agree with you 150%. It is a big reason why there's this gap and why there's this, um, there was a shame in it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was building up too, Mandy, because it was like from the time of Benjamin Franklin, yeah, they didn't like us. <laughs> and then it like anti-German hysteria from the world wars um, also did not like us. Yeah, that was <laughs> and, not a help. <laughs> no, not a help. And then we get to like when she was growing up 1920s or whatever, uh, you know, Oh, we're not allowed to speak our language in public school. So, so sad to me. And um, I'm just so thankful that there's been like um, a renaissance and interest in it or, 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 you know, just kind of trying to keep it alive or revive it. But, you know, it's kind of hard because so much time was lost and, mm-hmm. you know, we're not native speakers of it. It's not our first language and, and the accents like lost a lot of times. And then you get into all the bickering about which version you should use of all these yeah. different things. You know how it is. Yes. So it's just, it's a very, it's a very sad thing, but you know, I got to a point where I was trying to learn it, but I thought, you know, like art is universal and it's not, doesn't have to be the language and it can be enjoyed by everyone. And I just felt like that was a more for me personally in my practice, because I'm not great at learning languages. It was just a more um, express route to like get the word out, <laughs> you know, that we have something special to share. 
but yeah, it's super sad in that, in that respect, but let's just um, pivot then to ask you, where did you grow up? I really don't actually know. Tell me about that. So please um, tell me Ollie. (laughs) Uh, yeah, sort of, sort of, I went to Ole school. I actually grew up in Elsas township. Um, in the Elsas manor. Um, and then I, I spent a lot of time in the summer at, at my nanny's house in Reading as well. Um, while my mom and dad were at work. So like in the city Reading, cause there's also parts of Reading. Yeah, no, in, in the city of Reading. Um, there is, um, there was an Olivet's club right on our street. Um, that I would go to sometimes. Um, and uh, like Bear Park was right there. Um, and I used to go watch my cousins play baseball down there. Um, oh, so I, the, Reading has a really special place in my heart. Um, and uh, yeah, she was she was on, on Clinton Street my entire life. They bought the house right after they got married um, oh. in the 40s uh, when my pop got back from... Um, World War II, he, um, he did not see combat, thank goodness. Mm. Um, he actually, just a side story, he had gotten, he got meningitis during boot camp. Um, wow. And so by the time he was well enough to go anywhere, um, the war was basically over. Um, wow. And he was sent to Germany. And um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what he was doing. I just, I remember him telling me one time that he, he was kind of like on cleanup duty, like, mm. Like, I think, I remember him telling me he was killing rats at one point that were, like, <laughs> in the building. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's really well. bizarre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, most of my time was uh, between there and um, Elsis. And uh, my mom's mom has a, a farm in Elsis Township as well. So uh, oh, wow. a, lot of, a lot of farm time spent over there, too. So, so where is Elsa's Township? I feel like that's near, um, I can't think of what it's called, where like Scott Yoder lives. What is that area called? Oh, that's like, yeah, he's in like Ma- Mount Penn or Exeter. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like there. It's kind Elsa's of, Penn. it's kind of close. Like, um, are you familiar okay. with like Route 12? Yes, because I was like trying Christ to think. Town? Yeah, I've seen Elsa's like on placards when I'm driving, but I don't go that that way too much anymore. I got you. I know where it is then. Okay, cool. I didn't realize that that was in the school of uh, the Uli Valley School District. It's very, very cool. Yeah, it's actually it's, it's a little strange because like the the street that I grew up on, um, our our address was Temple, but we are nowhere near Temple. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's um, so funny. And like literally two streets behind me, like my friend, I would walk to her house sometimes. Um, her address was Uli, so it, it was very. A very confusing zoning yeah. area. Uh, did you have Jeff Jeff Dietrich as an artist? I did. Oh, did. I did. Italy? Did you? Yep. Okay. What mind is blown? He like <laughs> knew Gladys. Let's stop it right now. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys reconnect when you were putting together? Yes, I love it. Oh my gosh, I've been wanting to get over to see his collection forever. Yeah, Tell me all the things, Mandy. Um, that well, makes me so excited. <laughs> um. I I actually called to talk to him because he had put out the book um, with her recipes. Um, okay. Um, yeah. I forget the name of North the... North Heidelberg, I think. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, yep. So I just called him to make sure because we we had like the rights to the recipes um, willed to us um, from mm-hmm. her. But I just kind of like as a kindness wanted to kind of reach out. Sure. And I was like, it's, it's Mr. Dietrich. Like, I'm going to say Aww. hi. 
Um, and, and so, yeah, it, it was great. Um, cause I said, you know, I'm going to be printing a couple of the recipes because that's what's written on the back of the painting. And he said, you know, that's not that a problem. Um, and yeah, it was just nice, quick conversation, but it was nice to, to talk to him again. And, um, I would see him sometimes at the guild craft show as well. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just fun to, to see somebody, um, like as an adult, that was my teacher when I was a kid. Um, yeah. And, and in that same vein, I also, um, uh, Dick Shaner's wife, Eleanor, was a sub teacher at Old yeah. Um, And I had her quite often. No and she way. actually, she actually recognized me when they, wow. when he brought her uh, to, to some of our events. And I was like, wow, I'm surprised. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. That's amazing. That's really interesting. I didn't know she was a sub though. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. She was. Um, and I think Dick actually taught at Oli. Um, oh. History for, uh, wow. Yeah. For a while. And I, I meant to ask my mom because so my mom and I graduated from the same high school. That's how far we didn't move. Um, wow. Two miles from. So I, the house that I grew up in was the house that my mom lived in as well. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, and then the farmhouse they actually moved into later and then gave my mom, well, my mom bought the house then from her. So when she and my dad got married, we met you, you were super cool, super welcoming. And I was like, this diaspora was like, oh yeah, I'm going to walk into all these events and all these places and be like greeted with the same warmth that uh, Mandy showed us over there. Just new. It was kind of rough to be like a female um, in, in, in this position within the culture. In other words, in like a leadership position or a facilitating position or like a, a higher position than just doing the very traditional jobs of the females. In other words, not, and not to, not to negate at all the gifts that are wonderful traditional females would do the cooking, the crafts, um, you know, the cleaning, the sewing, the quilting, all these amazing things that they'd offer, but then kind of pivoting in our, um, contemporary time into a more, uh, scholarly or leadership role in facilitating, um, you know, the events that you would facilitate and the choices that you would make for those. And I was getting some pushback from people in the culture that, maybe didn't want to make room, um, maybe for anybody, but particularly for me. And I, I always really appreciated her giving me so much support because she said it's very difficult, especially as a woman and not in like a crybaby way, like, oh, you're going to have it so hard, but like, get ready, girl, get on your stomping boots because you're going to have to stomp through a lot of mud for them to hear you. And it did take me a bunch of years to be taken kind of seriously by some people um, that are leaders and authorities as you would and you know but it's kind of nice now at the point that I'm at now because I start to see like my influence on things it's a really neat moment to be in and as a teacher it makes me feel really good that the efforts that I've made have kind of kind of gone into motion and they're kind of they have legs and they keep going in other people's work or like thoughts or the, the larger community's um acknowledgement of who is like doing the work to make things keep moving, you know? So mm -hmm. I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. And 
um, I know you left and that was so hard for us to see you go and we missed you so much and, and sort of what it's been like for you within the context of uh, your connectedness to Pennsylvania Dutch things yeah. um, since leaving the cultural center. So sure. Yeah. So However I, you want to answer that. <laughs> um, I, I did struggle. Um, people did not take me seriously. Um, they, a lot of people were like, oh yeah, Patrick is doing such a great job running the events. And I was like, listen, actually I'm running the events and he is helping me. Like that's how this particular thing goes. And they just, they, they like wouldn't believe it. And, and thankfully, like every time that came up, Patrick would have to be like, no, Mandy runs the events. Like, yeah, you know, um, but I remember first stepping into the internship at the PGS. And I remember John Delaney saying to me, be ready for this because Mm -hmm. it is just, it is, you are dealing with a group of salty old men. (laughs) Woo! Preach. And I I was like, okay, all right. And, 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 oh, I was. Um, Oh, yes, you were. (laughs) And, um, but that was actually easier I think because I wasn't in a leadership role there I was the intern Mm. um and I got along with everybody great um but when I moved into like running the events it it was kind of like sometimes people questioning did I know what I was doing um did I actually understand what's Pennsylvania Dutch um uh I I had some folks come into the office um, and say, like, uh, <laughs> they were greeted at the door by Patrick. It was it was two men, and they knew that he could speak Dutch, and so they said something really rude about me in the dialect. Mm. And I just watched <laughs> I just watched Patrick's face go, and he says. She can understand everything you said. And they were like, I am so sorry. Wow. It was it was really what a moment. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Um, mm. and yeah, we we kind of both were really like, really? That that was why did you think you could first of all say something like that? Um, to mm. begin with, you know, um and <laughs> like in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. and why would you think that somebody who like works at uh heritage center that uses the language doesn't know the language at least a little bit like there was some kind of disconnect there yeah (laughs) um so yeah it was it was a little bit of a challenge um and and we had a, a couple of naysayers um and we had a couple of people that uh needed to um I don't know how to phrase it needed to be put in their place. Um, Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, you're welcome here, but you cannot push other people away, which is what Mm -hmm. they were trying to do. Um, And, and once that all worked out, it was fine. Um, Everything was fine for, for, for a while. Um, And we had, we had the events, like we could roll them out. It was like a machine. It was, um, Mm -hmm you know, because people wanted to be involved because people felt welcome. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, I hope that it's still like that. I haven't been back, um, to the events, but I know, um, uh, 
Naomi was um, an intern and a student worker with us for a long time. And um, I, I left it in her trusting hands. So I, yeah. I hope that it's all going. Um, but we just, when, once we moved to Philly, like there wasn't time for me to come back and, and volunteer as much. Um, right. So kind of like fell out of the, out of the loop a bit. Um, sure. And maybe you needed some space too. Like you grew up here, you were involved for so long. Like it's, it's, it's always healthy and good to kind of get away, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, I think, I think leaving, um, helped me realize like, ultimately, um, that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. and so I ended up, um, I'm, I'm going to be graduating in May, but going back for my master's in, uh, nonprofit management. So, oh, that's so awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll be doing this again, um, <laughs> somewhere else, uh, somewhere else that I can help grow. Um, that's so good to hear. Please come to it. Holy family. We need so much help. <laughs> There's not, I keep seeing hunters. Like we need to like somebody, I don't know, not me. Cause I don't know what the heck to do, but you know, they tried with the Kime homestead and it was like, okay, but you know, there needs to be something cause there's so much culture and history here and there's just nothing like that. And you guys really had a great, it was a well-oiled machine. And I don't know how long the events had been going on like that, but I do think what was neat about what I've just learned from the history of the Heritage Center is when you and Patrick sort of, you know, the torch, torch was passed on to you. Um, you guys really had to take the brunt of the tradition from very like, um, how do I want to phrase this? <laughs> very, um, old school daichas, I guess, yeah. um, to like bringing in contemporary and young families and people that don't know that much and want to learn more. Like I love, it's still the same feeling. It still feels very welcoming. Naomi's done an amazing job. And I love, those are my favorite events because you have families coming that are, that are like so thirsty and hungry for this information and this connectedness and they want it for their kids or like a grandmother comes and wants it for their grandchild and they're so, they're so excited and, and they're for the right reasons. And they know about it because of all the work that you guys did to make it that kind of place where it's not just about, oh, we're going to go here and buy things, or it's not just, we're going to go here and eat, but it's kind of like, we're going to go here and experience this, um, folk life. How does, how do you, how's it said? How does Patrick say it? Folk, uh, folk living folk life museum or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like, a, a- what is it that he says? open air folk life something yeah it it, it changes through the years because we we had always been changing and adapting and um, yeah like based and and a lot of it was based on um how I would he and I would work together to kind of gauge the sentiment from the public um like did they like it great Mm -hmm. um was the turnout not as good did we have some complaints okay, so let's change it this way. Let's, you know, um, and it was, it was great. It was, it was great um, actually working with him because uh, we're also friends. So it was kind of just like, hey, I've got this idea. And we were both like, yeah, okay. And, (laughs) you know, and I think, I think that's what really made it work. Like we, we had ideas of how we grew up in the culture um, Mm -hmm. and, and how it was different for us. 
and and we wanted to show how it's grown um, rather yeah. than showing this like old antiquated thing. Right. Um, you know, it's not something that's dead. It's something that's very much living. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of what we did was just like to um, really capture that, capture, capture the vibrance of the culture. Um, yeah. And and when you when you can do that effectively, that's how people learn because they it catches their eye, it catches their attention, and they they want more of it um, and and to get a better understanding of it. So um, it was it was a lot of work. It was a lot of learning. Um, mm. But I will say, earning my master's has been kind of easy because of that. Because a lot of the things that we're learning in school. Mm -hmm. um, I've already done it and I didn't even know yeah. that I was doing it. <laughs> wow. So, um, that's awesome. So we had the right formula going. So that's very cool. Yeah, and you guys are both very much doers. You know, you get stuff done. Like it's just, let's do this. And, and the neat thing about Patrick and I told him this is um, he's definitely, I always tell him, I don't know how you have the grace you have when you do get faced with, the real ugly side that you can sometimes probably more often than not for him than for me, um, get faced with. And he does have a lot of diplomacy and, and working between the professors since it's the college and then working between the folk and also the old folk and the new folk and like finding this balance. It's always like a balancing act, but I think you guys were both really great at that. And I think Naomi's great at that too. And I always enjoyed the event because I could also bring my kids to it to enrich their experience and also enjoy it so much as a vendor and like a person coming to learn more. It was just really nice in that way and different from like for the for example like the folk fest. A lot of times you feel kind of like you're just on display and you're like at an old fashioned zoo sometimes, you know. And yeah. if you get all kinds of crowds that have all kinds of weird preconceived notions and it's just like a different vibe or like the Reading Guild show, which is incredible, but it's like people are just there to buy like amazing artisan crafts work, but not like the other things like the children's, the children's um, tent and the children's, the experience, like the whole thing. And then it's even blossomed into offering like musical acts and stuff like that. So it's just very, very cool. I always really enjoy it. Um, and then the summer camp is a lot of fun too. Uh, my kids did that one year, but then it just always coincided with when I teach summer camp. So it was always kind of a, <laughs> a problem because we're in Boyertown and it's kind of far away, but we loved it so much. It was a great experience. Um, and I just can't say enough great things about it. We always look forward to the events and it's always so much fun. And we, we just, we just really love the center and I would love to see something like that more in our area, but I can imagine it took many, many years to get to that point. But what was it like then Mandy, when you left, you and your husband, Keith, who also volunteered at the Heritage Center, he did, am I right? Is it blacksmith? Yep. Yeah. Okay. He would do, um, uh, what would you call that? Would you call that, uh, that what is reenacting? Like, I don't yeah, know what like, you would um, call it. Like a demonstration. Yeah. Yeah. A um, demonstration. Yeah. And, uh, and I got him to, uh, teach a course, I think during kids camp one year. Um, awesome. so, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, <laughs> I think he misses, uh, coming down to the center cause he had, um, he and Patrick kind of outfitted that forge area, uh, themselves oh, wow. that used to be the funnel cake stand. I used to actually, when I first started volunteering, I used to go in there and make funnel cakes and sell them at Hamet Fest. 
Wow, I had no idea. A million years that's so ago. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure he does miss it then because it's it must be like really fun. I'm not sure what Keith does for a living, but just to be able to put down whatever you're normally doing and be able to just really get into it and it seems like it must be kind of meditative, that kind of work. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I and love and he's really good at it. And um that's awesome. We're we're hoping um we might be able to get a forge going here for him, but we'll see. We will see. That's we'll see. awesome. It's just a matter of like setup and where and. Cause you guys are in Honeybrook now, but you lived. So when you left, when you left the area and, and moved to Philadelphia, you moved to Germantown, which is very yep. cool. And there's so much history there as well. Um, in all my years living in the area, which is where I grew up, like right near Philly, I never, I mean, I drove through Germantown, but I never really like put it all together, you know? Did you get to explore Germantown while you were there? You were probably really busy working. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to a little bit, um, but I, I I was working in Center City at the time. So it was yeah. like a commute back and forth on the train. Um, but um, I've gone to like the, you know, center area. I think, is it just historic Germantown? Um, and I... Keith and I got to the Johnson house, um, mm-hmm. which was really, really interesting. Um, it, was, it was a stop on the Underground Railroad. Um, and so yeah. all of the, everything in, in their house museum is to do um, with that. So um, that was uh, a really, really cool place to go um, if you ever get to go. Um, and And we did do... The Battle of Germantown, we went to that and saw the reenactment. Um, but I didn't get to do much of the really um, duchy stuff that I know mm. exists there. Uh, because mm-hmm. I, I actually went there as a tourist with the Heritage Center in 2009, I want to say. Um, sometime around then, there was a bus trip uh, for, uh, with the um, genealogical library. Um, and we went to Germantown and did all all of the like um, the Wick House and everything, and um, that was really cool. But yeah, w- just living there, I felt like oh, it's just down the street; I can go anytime. And then mm-hmm. I didn't. <laughs> so yeah, I know it's hard when you're working. It's just like I was a teacher when we lived in Philly, and I never did anything fun. Like I didn't even have time to paint, and I was like dying because oh. I couldn't even paint. It was just it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. Um, it's hard when you're working full time, you know. I mean, we definitely work full time still, but just it's so different because we work from home that it doesn't even feel. I mean, it sure it's still work, but it's like different, you know. So it's like I'll work twelve hour days, like seven days a week if I have to, to just be able to do this kind of work. But it's not. You, there's like no stopping point. You know, it's really yeah. tricky. But so then you guys um, moved back to the area ish. I it's I guess it's is it Montgomery County. Chester, Lancaster County, Chester. Okay, cool. So how is that going? Are you enjoying where you live now? I love it. Um, yeah, (laughs) we are in a, we're living in another converted carriage house. Um, so this is actually, I didn't even know that when you were in Germantown, you did. Yeah. Yeah. We were in a, in a converted carriage house, um, there too. And it it was, it was amazing. Um, and yeah, this is also one, it's quite a bit bigger than the one we were in, in Philly. Um, this is my office up here, <laughs> um, oh, wow. but we actually have like, there's 
our street and then the big house, like our house, and then the big house that like this carriage house belonged to. Um, and then the whole rest of our road is farmland and a tree nursery. So um, wow. we actually, I think we get more buggy traffic than we do regular cars on our street. That's so cool. um, it's really quiet and it's really mm. pretty. Um, and just in the mornings when the kids are going to school, like um, when I was working from home earlier this year, um, you get to hear Pennsylvania Dutch in the street. Like, you can hear them walking up and down the street, like getting ready, going to school and stuff and chatting back and forth. And it's all in, in Pennsylvania Dutch. And I'm just like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> I like this. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. That must be really neat. That yeah. must be really, really cool. Yeah. It, I didn't know that about that area. Yeah. Um, really like overwhelmingly Amish in this area. Um, yeah. Out here, anyway, like the the borough is a little different. The borough is just fancy Dutch, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, but out in the township is is lots and lots of farmland. So, how did you and Keith meet? Did you guys meet through the Heritage Center? No, you don't have to share. If it's like um, <laughs> on like Yahoo, like no, like, this is this is funny. Um, <laughs> Keith was my first boyfriend when I was 13 Aww. years old. Um, oh my goodness. That's and then so we broke up because middle school. Um, yeah. and then, um, I, a friend of mine, um, had a band and she was like, oh my gosh, come be the lead singer, uh, in this band. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. And I show up and there's Keith and he's the bass player. Wow. And here we are. Oh, that's so cool. Was this in high years school later. then? Uh, it was, yeah, I started singing with them in high school and, that's um, so cool. it was my senior year and his junior year. And I, um, I graduated and then in August, after I graduated, um, he and I started dating. So, wow, that's so cool. I had no idea. Yeah, that was 2005. <laughs> wow, I know. Oh my God. I just turned 40. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. I can't even I, deal with. So, what was the experience like? I know, um, was the Gladys Lutz collection the book? So, that yeah. was the first publication that we saw come out. And I adore that book. And I know you were instrumental in making that book. Yeah, I and did. And it is a wonderful collection. I, I really enjoyed doing that book because, um, as you may know, or you may have learned, I love folk art. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just getting to, like, stare at those paintings so much and figure out how I was going to put them in the book. Um, yeah. How how I would present them, um, how I would present the, the, the words that she wrote. Um, it was really cool. It was, like, you know, I'm not artistic in that way, but um, I am as far as, like, layout and design flow of things. And I just – it gave me – I don't know. It was just so much fun to, to just put it together in a way um, that allowed a, a reader to go through it and just connect with her artwork. Um, and 
um, I, I just, I always think it's so fascinating that, you know, she didn't set out to really be the artist that she became. Um, these were right. done to teach her students. Um, and, and, you know, it just grew out of there, but, but yeah, yeah so I, very cool. that was, uh, I think that was the only one I really, really majorly worked on um, because I, you know, I touched every single page of that and I, I did all of the layout and the design um, and the cover artwork. And, um, and then the other books that came out, I think before that was The Friend in Need, I want to say. Um, that one, uh, that was mostly a Patrick one um but each of those i would often edit them like uh you know just yeah. for copy it edit kind of stuff but yeah gladys was the one that was my baby <laughs> she is she, that book hit me like a ton of bricks i was like this this is my jam did so much i loved as as an artist that studied like fine art and you know when you go to college i went to school at drexel and then i ended up at tyler you're taught that you have to like get in your in your toolbox how to do realistic interpretations and that was never for me I never it never was a style that I could really do or enjoy doing it I mean I guess I could have done it but I really didn't enjoy it I guess I should say but I love the way that she worked and her and her illustrative her illustrative style and the simplicity of the figures it just really does it for me and I love the dedication page with her with her meat because it reminds me of um uh, Julia Child. It just every time <laughs> you see that picture, I'm like Julia Child. I could just imagine blood of slits, but she probably wasn't that goofy. And I appreciate that because you were the one that put it together. And it was put out by the Pennsylvania German Cultural Heritage Center at Kutztown University in 2014. And you can purchase it at mastoff.com or through the Heritage Center as well. I'm sure they have copies. Um, highly recommend it. It's an incredible book. So you're back in the area, you're going to be graduating with your master's in nonprofit. And what do you see uh, for your future, the things that you'd like to do in, in either within the culture or outside of the culture or overtly or subvertly? Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately where I want to be is, uh, running another museum um, uh, yeah. like something small, something like the heritage center, something preferably um dutchy um i don't know when and where that's going to come uh but that's that is that is the goal that's what i want to do when i grow up um <laughs> to Oli, please we need you we need you here um i would if 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 uh, if something were available um the i'm actually just on that vein, um, historic pool forge. I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, no. uh, I, I'm actually sitting on their board and, Ooh. um, I just started in November. Gosh, only been a few months. Um, but I am hoping to, when we're allowed to open back up and everything is okay again, um, yeah. Uh, I, I plan to be helping their director with the events there. Um, and, uh, just, just something I've been wanting to do. Just want to get my hands in a project like that again. So, um, so can you, can you tell me where that is? I'm not familiar with that. I'll, and I'll look it up real quick and make sure I link it. It's, um, it's on, I want to say it's on route 10. Okay. In, in 
and I I butcher this every time because I think it's Welsh. I think it's Welsh, and I can't pronounce it. Carnarvon Township. Carnarvon. Carnarvon. I think it's Carnarvon. C a e r n a r v o n. That's. Um, but I think it sits just inside of Lancaster County. Um, and it's a really cool site. Oh, wow. It was, uh, in Iron Forge. Um, they have lime kilns on site there. The, the mansion is still there and there's a beautiful covered bridge as well, which is actually like in my Instagram profile photo. (laughs) So you can see it there. So where can we follow you, Mandy? Um, it's up to you. If if you're private, it's totally up to you what you'd like to share. But um, is there a way that people can keep up with what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, of course, I'm on Facebook. Um, so you can certainly request me on there, on Instagram. Um, that is mostly about my dog. Um so you'll just see a lot of Dottie up there, Dottie playing in the snow, me visiting historic sites and then putting the dog in front of the historic sites. Um, and that is, uh, we are the Mandorb and Stanley. After, oh, after, yeah. my, and after my late son, Stanley just passed away. I was just going to say, um, I just love, I love following you so much. I love, I love watching all of the posts and seeing the doggies and I love dogs so much and Stanley I forget but I'm sure he had some basset in him right can mm-hmm. you tell me yeah because my yeah. my baby dog uh Dixie from when I was a child was a beagle basset and it was Aww. like the best combo I love basset so much but I loved seeing your post with Stanley so so much and then the new newer dog is Dottie mm-hmm. she is oh, also lovely. She is also part Basset. Um, oh, her legs are only like this long. Um, so <laughs> she's Basset and Lab and question mark. Ooh. So yeah, we're not same. really sure. So, um, <laughs> but she's a sweetheart. Oh, it it made it made my heart. I mean, I was heartbroken for you. My dog is thirteen and. It's really tough. I worry about it a lot, but I don't worry like obsessively, but I just try and enjoy him as much as possible. But um, I'm looking at Stanley now. He kind of looks like a Beagle Basset. Do you know what he was mixed with? Coonhound. Oh, I don't even know what that looks like, but he's set all his beautiful, precious face. And you guys worked really hard to keep him comfortable. You yeah. Know, very, very good, good parents. And I'm going to start crying. It's just, it's a lot. It's hard to um have pets pass away yeah he was sick for quite a while we um, yeah it was it was strange because he he was diagnosed like may almost two years ago and they gave him about six months and um we we took him to the vrc which i would recommend to anyone their oncology department Mm -hmm. is amazing dr martin um and she um did he was on chemo and um, a few other things we tried. We tried Phytocure um, and he lived for another year and a half. Like uh, wow. we were only supposed to have six months with him. So um, I am really um, just indebted to the way that they cared for him. Um, yeah. That was, yeah, they, they really helped us. And, and we got, um, you know, it was on borrowed time, but, but we got a lot of it and, and he was happy the whole time. Um, so 
you know, you feel like I just don't want to ever not have him around. He literally follows me everywhere. I'm sure your dogs are similar. I am like his person and I'm always falling all over him. He was around before I had kids and he's just like my emotional support, everything, you know? Yeah. That was with Stanley. Um, you know, like we don't have kids. So he, he Mm -hmm. was my son. He was my, my firstborn son that, came out of my own womb is how I kind of felt about him so I, like it was just he was just my little best buddy and um it, the strange thing is like I felt like I had had him forever um mm-hmm. but he was actually only with us about eight years which is crazy wow. because I, f- I felt like like he's always been there um yeah but yeah, he he was with us for eight years, but I mean that's I mean the majority of our married life together he's been here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, yeah, it's it it was it was uh, sad to see him go, but um, you know he was he was happy right up until the end. Um, yeah, and uh, we also um, my sister in law had a f- a picture commissioned a painting of him commissioned for us. And so now we have this beautiful little, like it's like a square painting um, of his like little happy smiling face. Uh, That's really lovely. It's really nice. That's wonderful. Yeah. And your hashtag on your um, profile, it says adopt, don't shop agreed 150%. Um, Dixie was a rescue rocks, a rescue and, you know, I think it's a lot like with humans, you know, rescued animals. Well, you know, not to negate what the poor animals that are at puppy mills go through. Cause my, my brother actually rescued a, a puppy mill dog. Um, and she didn't even know how to do anything. Cause she had been in a cage so long. She had yeah. like all kinds of issues. Um, but you know, rock was like in Philly and like Huntington, section I don't know if you guys are familiar but like in like the hood and it was like all like um pit bulls and he was the only puppy and he's just like (laughs) please take me please take me and he had like the worst kennel cough it was just it was a lot but he's been with us 13 years and I I I say to my husband a lot you know because you know we're very different I grew up in the suburbs and he grew up on a farm so like it's different for him with like life and animals and, and it's just a little different you know if you grow up those different ways um yeah you know, uh, but I still think, you know, he's even really connected with our dog because I've had him 13 years now and Hunter and I have been together almost 10. So it's been like a really long time too. Um, but yeah, it'll be really hard, but he loves the snow. So it's a really special time for us right now because anytime it snows, he's just so happy. And it's really fun because he hates outside normal. <laughs> and he's, he's like so happy, but I love that. About, I love following you guys and I mean, you and the dogs. <laughs> I love seeing them. Um, and it just makes my heart so happy. Um, no, it always feels good. I'm a dog person. But yeah, I wanted to bring that up because uh, I wanted to say, you know, our thoughts are with you guys because I just remember when it was going on, it was just really hard, you know, to see people going through because they feel and it's just, it was just such a sweet, the, the pictures that you guys did were very, very lovely too. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, very good. Mandy, Mandy. Absolutely. Can't wait. We need to do some kind of collaboration in the future. That would be really fun. That would be fun. Oh, 
Duh, I have it. See, I, I've been making notes the whole time we're talking. One last thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Mindy also sung at some point with the Sanger Core, which did. I did a little <laughs> bit of spotlighting too. So you must know Carol Diefenbach mm-hmm. and the whole crew over there. Yeah. Um, I think it would be really fun. She really wants to do Ask a PA Dutch Woman like Doug and Chris do, but like with women. So oh, that might be really fun. fun if he's if he gives me the okay. If you'd like to come on that, that would be kind of fun, huh? Yeah. No, I would totally do that. That sounds great. That would be really fun. And then I was also like, we should do PA Dutch uh, carpool karaoke before COVID, of course. <laughs> I, said that. I said it would be really fun because um, I'm very good friends with Candace and with Carol and you know, I don't know if you got to know Candace, but she's a whole lot of fun. She's she's a lot of fun. You probably never I don't know if you got to see that side of her, but she's a really fun, fun lady. I only knew her um like when <laughs> just talking to her on the phone, uh yeah. Because we would order books back and forth for each of yes. our respective bookstores. So um I really, you know, only knew her in like a professional right setting. Yeah, we really hit it off. She's kind of cut from the same cloth, you know? So it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, I just can't wait. I'm excited to get this book out, but then to move forward and do some other collaborations would be a lot of fun. So, yeah. So do you sing? So you mentioned singing in the band and then of course you were in the singer, the singer core. Um, do you ever do any kind of performing or anything like that? Um, is there a uh, CD with you and Keith from high school? <laughs> Listen to yes, me, CD. There I is. CD. <laughs> there is somewhere. Um, and there's lots of video of us. Uh, oh, cool. But also, um, yeah, I haven't really done anything super recently. Um, I think like right before I had met you, um, my friend, Sam, I think you've met Sam Miller. Yes. Um, I? wait, she, I think so. Louise. Wait, I don't know. Yeah. 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 She, yeah. She's honest. Is that the as same person? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. You Sorry. know, the Instagram hat, the Instagram handles and the real person. Get yeah. Busy. She so, works in Philly at the um, German. She, is that so right? She, she did. She is. Um, oh gosh. I forget where she works now, but um, she's going to be moving out of Philly um, a little closer to, to me, um, which would be nice. Um, oh, good. Cause you guys are very close. And yes. she's, she's a whole lot of fun. It seems she seems yeah. like a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And um, she did her master's at UPenn um, with a focus in early Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, so, but we did when she came to Kutztown um, and, and did her degree there. And we actually had a little band called Di Maria Stana. And we did, wow. we did a bunch of Deitch folk songs and some songs that she Why? had written as well. So somewhere out there exists. A CD. I need those. Um, I, need those. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she still has them, but yeah, we had a little CD and um, there's, I think it's on the Rohrbach library archive site. Um, we, she did a talk about folk music and then we did a wow. little performance there. So, um, okay. we need it all might of exist in our life. <laughs> Mandy, we need it because all I have right now is Doug and Chris's band broken spokes, which is great, but I would love, and, and of course, Keith and birds and hops, see me with his wife. Um, 
I really need music to help me with the language. It helps so much to learn songs. I learn songs, but I would love to hear that. Honestly, please try and get your hands on that. I'll and I'll, I'll trade you guys some work. Okay. Let's do this. I yeah, would I'll love, see if I, I would, can. That would be so nice. I, I wonder if she might still have some of it. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot yeah. of fun and <laughs> we That's still. Super cool. Usually, oftentimes when we get together, um, <laughs> the the evening will, after a few glasses of wine, turn into us screaming Pennsylvania Dutch folk songs around the fire. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a party I need to be at, okay? <laughs> Please invite me. I'm ready. Right. I'm getting vaccinated. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Oh, are you? Yes. Nice. As a substitute teacher, I'm included. Right. As- Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It was it was great to to talk to you and catch up and talk about Deitch history and for things sure. that I haven't really been able to talk about <laughs> lately. Yeah, it must have been. I wonder, now, did you have, like, I've had a culture shock moving from, like, the Philly area. Did you kind of have that experience when you moved to Philly? Yes. Must yes, I weird. did. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. going on the train into the center city, it must have been a lot. It was insane. Luckily at the time, um, Sam, when I moved down there, I moved directly across the street from Sam. That's awesome. So I had her, she like showed me how to take the train. She had been living in Philly for a number of years. So she like showed me everything. And then I was an old pro by the time we left. Um, but yeah, it was, it was major, major shock. Um, like, and, and just, being that close to so many people, mm. um, it it made me nervous at first. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I just you know I'm not used to it. Um, right. Uh, I like my open spaces and I like me my too. trees. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Before we go, I want to ask you what is your favorite Pennsylvania Dutch food? Oh, oh God, that is such a that is such a good question because I'm not sure. Um, I almost would have to say SOS cream chip beef over pumpernickel and home fries with a side of scrapple. Wow. That sounds amazing. And I've never even heard of it. So you just taught me something. Yeah. (laughs) um, It's yeah. It's one of my favorite things and it's hard to, get it right because like every diner serves it Mm -hmm. um but you always like your own you know Um, oh yeah that's one of those things and like my nan taught me to make it and then I've just like perfected it over the years uh and now like Keith and I have like it has to be my SOS or we won't eat it (laughs) so what does it stand for SOS it's so like a sl- it's like a silly slang name. I didn't I don't know where oh. it came from, it, but uh it, shit on a shingle because it's oh. just like a bunch of like schmutz <laughs> and then you That's lay hilarious. it out on some toast. <laughs> just put it on some toast. Yeah. That's so apparently good. apparently there's a similar dish that they serve in the military, someone told me that oh, it's, okay. it's more like um like a hamburger meat and in gotcha. like a gravy. Um, gotcha. and it's like a white gravy. It's a, it's milk and cornstarch. Wow. Gravy. Wow. That's amazing. So it would not be something for you to eat. <laughs> it's no, not even know, close never, to vegan. <laughs> listen, I never even ate half of the things. I never had a piece of scrap on my whole life. I really? did 
yeah, I don't know. Just I think I'm like, I think I actually have sensory issues now that I'm learning so much because of my son. I really loved Lebanon and Bologna, though. That would have been mm. one of my top number ones. Um, I love it so much. And of course, always the salty one. Like, no, no way. The sweet. Who gets no. that? No. We've accidentally bought it by accident so many times. And I'm like, what? It shocks me every time because I like, I like Lebanon and Bologna with cream cheese. Yeah, and just like we got the sweet. You mean the horde of wars? Yeah, <laughs> the horse devours. <laughs> Who's our family's famous horde of wars? <laughs> oh lordy! Oh my gosh! What were you saying that was shocked you? Oh yeah, you got we, the wrong I, I accidentally bought sweet one time, oh, and then like I tried bar. to put and put like with the cream cheese. It tasted yeah. like a pastry. Oh. So gross! Oh gosh, that must have been rough. So you terrible. probably had to keep it. My dad loved liverwurst, and I don't know if that's because me Dutch, but I it's don't know. Like, My dad also loved that. liverwurst. I don't loved it. The yeah. only the only time I ever buy liverwurst, um, well, bought is because Stanley <laughs> liked liverwurst, and oh, that's wow. the only way I could get him to take his pills. Oh um, wow, that's smart though. But I, you know, I am not a fan of liverwurst. No thing. No yuck. Okay, how about your favorite Pennsylvania Dutch song? Oh, um, I'm trying to think. There was one that Sam and I did. I think it's called Unser Salvi. Mm. And it's quite crass. Oh, um, I love it. <laughs> and... It's in, I think it's in Dr. Yoder's book of um, folk songs. So you can look it up. It's Unser Salvi. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's quite a song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Um, what did I get? I got food. I got, I got music. What else? What's your favorite event to go to? Pennsylvania Dutch. Uh, or your favorite time of year like based on the events at the Heritage Center well Heimatfest was always my favorite thing yeah um, because what I what I did with Heimatfest like is I changed it into an event that I wanted to go to <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I had gone to so many events and I was just like, well, this is wrong with this one, and this is wrong with this one, and I would do it this way, and that's what I did. Um, and so I kind of made Hamet Fest into, like, the event that Mandy wanted to go to. Um, but other than that, um, there are a couple at the, uh, I think it's, is it Burke's Heritage Center? Um, yes. with the With the Distal Fink? Yeah. Um their their fall events are really cute and I, I yeah. do like to go to those. Um and I always like I always run into people that I know there and so like it turns into kind of being there all day because, yeah. <laughs> because they're volunteers. I I know them all um because they either volunteered for me or whatever. Um but yeah, that's that's one of my favorite and and just that 
that red covered bridge is special mm. for Keith and I, um, because we used to, um, like that was some of our like first dates. We went on walks at Grings Mill, um, and we would walk, actually we would park at Stonecliff sometimes down in, in Reading and walk all the way to the red covered bridge, which is like four miles or something. Wow. Um, so yeah, just those, those events are really, really something special for us. That's awesome. What a great answer. I, I actually always forget about Burke's um, Heritage Center because we just don't get over that way. But it's, it is a great, great place. And they did a really cool um, giveaway for Victory Gardens during the beginning of the pandemic, which was really, really neat. And I just interviewed a lady, uh, Sarah, and her property is actually right in um, the park, which escapes me the Pakoda Park. And um, it's really cool what I learned about Reading from her. And they used to have the uh, Gravity Railroad. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's very cool stuff. So she and I are maybe going to do, we're working on uh, details to maybe do like a children's book, like cool. about the Gravity Railroad. I thought it, it just sounded so neat. I was like, wow. If I had you, no idea anything about Reading. If you go to um, Antietam Park, um, mm -hmm. you can get on a trail and it's called the gravity railroad trail and you can walk the old rail bed and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I took Stanley there. Keith and I took Stanley there before we moved to Philly some years ago. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous and it's dog friendly. It's one of the few Berks County parks that allow dogs. So. Oh, it's, that's so cool. I think nice. that's where she lives. Like that's okay. where she lives. Yeah. And she lives in a little, a super small cottage there that used to be, I guess, a luncheonette. And she's trying to like, she's, I guess what we call nowadays, <laughs> she's much younger than me, a homesteader or whatever. Mandy, okay. I don't know. I'm very old for that, but she's trying to sort of, uh, she's has a chef background and is trying to re, re um, like invent and, and bring people in and, and use it as an education place for people in Reading. So I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I have never explored that area at all, but I'd love to, uh, that's on my bucket list now because you know, we spent so much time being in school or vending and we never had really time to do that. Just like you mentioned about being in Germantown is kind of very similar, but anyway, so, that's, um, yeah, no, that's an area I want to get back to because it's, um, it is really rich in PA Dutch yeah. history. Um, and it's also like when, when my grandmother moved here, uh, like my grandfather was from Lycoming County and mm -hmm. my grandmother was from Loboxville. Um, and oh, when wow. they moved to, they moved to Berks together, um, they bought a house right in Antietam, like right near, I think it was right near Antietam Lake. So, um, it's just like an area that is very homey to me. So, yeah. um, I, I want to see, cause I know they've been building up the park too over the yes. years and, and I want to see it again soon. Yes. Well, listen, I'll hook you up with Sarah's information. She's a lovely person and she would certainly welcome you to her place and kind of show you around and stuff. She knows a lot about the history of it. And the story of her home is really interesting too. Um, very, very cool. And she has a tight knit community there of the other people that live there. It's really neat. Oh, so neat. I'd love to um, hook you guys up. All of these people that like, I, I kind of like don't get to see very often. So I try yeah. to stay connected on, on social and, um, you know, kind of see what they're all up to these days. Yeah. It's a blessing. You know, I keep mm -hmm. saying to everyone that complains 
I'm just like, just imagine what it was like before the internet or before like pickup service at your grocery store. Like it must have been so different with yeah. the uh, Spanish flu. And we are really lucky in very many ways and we could work from home and things like this um, and just keep those relationships, relationships, even though it's not the same, certainly, but it is very much better than not being able to talk at all. So yeah, or having to talk yeah. on the old antiquated phone, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's been kind of really nice. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I think it's brought us, um, brought our priorities to the surface as, as a general um, society, although it's also brought out a lot of ugly. So we'll just yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to move on and move forward and not back to normal, quote unquote, but like a better, better place. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's pushed enough boundaries that we'll be in a better place, but we'll Thank have to do you. this again, maybe with um Sam. That would be really super. Oh fun. yeah. That would be great. I'm, I'm that would be really fun. Again, so please tell her that I really, 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 really want to hear that stuff. That would make okay. me really happy. Then I can sing along. Have a great evening. Tell Keith, we said hi and daddy and Max good. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, all my Big Mama Hex fans, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you don't mind. And please don't forget to subscribe. Thank you all for listening and mock scoot.